Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. <laughs> Hello, here I am. It's Nikki Glaser. It's Tuesday. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I'm here with Andrew Collin in St. Louis. Marion is in the chair with him. You can see this on our YouTube page. Uh, Luigi's in the chair with me. Noah is in Arizona. Um, how's everyone's day going so far? It's good. I tried to accomplish accomplish some that you sentence. Even. <laughs> you beat me to it. I know. I'm slow and fast. You know. You're fast as shit. But also slow. You know, like a consummated shit. <laughs> One that you took. Fucking yeah! I can't even think of the drug. No, yeah. <laughs> That's how quick o- I am. Huh? Opioids. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, wait a second. So you tried to accomplish things? Yeah, I just I went to, tried to go to Men's Warehouse. The manager. Wait, why? Because you like why? nice things. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Men's <laughs> Warehouse is very fancy. Isn't that the place where it's like because you like nice things? Oh really? Oh no, that's the jewel. That's the um. Jacob. No, that's the jeweler place at the corner of I two seventy and <laughs> Fairvoy, Gravoy. It's uh, yeah. There's this guy is in every town. But he makes it sound like he's just local. Oh, you have offended in the diamond business, the Shane Company, the Shane Company. Oh, I didn't. I've no, never no, no, no. B- Men's warehouses because you like nice things. Well, 
I do, as you can, as you know. Um, God, did you ever I see the SNL sketch, t- sketch where they make fun of the men's warehouse where it's like seven suits for $13 and they're just suits that they sell as rags to clean things up? Like, <laughs> you can use them in your kitchen to mop up spills and it's just, because it's just... Well, yeah, well, that's what I was looking for. So you went to Ma- Wednesday Marathon. Whoa, know. whoa, accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> Old stuttery mouth. Um, you went to the men's warehouse. Yeah, I, I window gets rolled down. Some lady's like, "Excuse me, sir. Excuse me." I was like, "I have no money." They're like, "No, men's warehouse is closed. Manager didn't show up. Not till eleven forty-five." What do you mean the window gets rolled down? I'm so confused. When she was in her car, I guess she was an employee at men's warehouse. Oh, and, and you the, were walking in. Yeah, and the manager had has the key. I assume. Yeah. So oh, they, what a they're great supposed to open at ten. Yeah. Eleven thirty. How great is it when you show up to work and like Auto work's managers. not open? Oh, that oh. is nice. So Noah, was it Noah who? Maybe no. It was Jen, my assistant. Um, last night I was supposed to have like an eight. I saw my schedule. There was like an eight thirty a.m. Zoom interview where I had to be on camera, and I wrote her last night to be like, "Hey, is this like is this on camera? Just because, but it's just going to be audio. We're just doing it on Zoom just mm-hmm. to see each other, or is this? Do I have to look nice?" And she was like, "Oh shit, I forgot to take that off your." calendar that's canceled she was like so sorry and i was like no it's so much better when i think when i'm yes. prepared for it and then it goes away I'd, i go i'd rather that than have it not be there even if at you're all. getting dressed up put makeup on no but it was the night before oh, okay so i was just anticipating before. it and then all of a sudden a cancel but how plan. close can a cancel get to until uh, you're not happy uh, uh when i'm putting on makeup yeah but then you have makeup on for something else. No, because then I want to go back to bed and I don't want to get it all over my pillow. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Do so you, you get a physical res- Well, yeah. uh, j- just quickly. Yeah. When when you get the news like that, do you get like a physical response? Like yeah, a, I come. For me, it's a tingling. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Same thing. John Mulaney had a bit about canceled plans and he was like, it's the closest I'll ever get to doing heroin. The feeling that you get when something you don't want to do cancels. Yeah. And then he did. And then heroin. he did heroin, and he goes, "Let me take that back." <laughs> yeah, let me take that back. <laughs> Have you ever done heroin and got your plans canceled? <laughs> I could see that joke spinning in your head because as soon as I said it, I was, I was like, "Man, finish our sentence." We're pretty good at that. Okay, so and then I went to pick up a dress at a tailor for Brenna for the wedding. It was supposed to be done today. I get there. There's like, you know that little clock that like small, you know, small yes, companies will, where they go back in five. Another company, another back business supposed to be open at 10, 1130. I love I'm that. like, what is going on? I like when people go, no, we're just going, I'm going out for coffee. I get to shut down the shop. Yeah. Just for six hours, just for six days. Yeah. It's fine. And then she showed up. I waited. Mm-hmm. I was eating food in the car waiting. And uh, I go up there. And I was like, is the dress ready? She's like, oh no, it's not like so casual. I hate when they act like it's not something that they need like like when you you know it's like when you order at a restaurant and you go when you order the meal you go and i want and i would love like that extra dressing on the side you're say some annoying thing and then they don't bring it and you just casually go like oh can i get that um ranch on the side that that extra and they go oh yeah i can get that for you and it's like no you don't act like this is a new thought (laughs) you forgot it and you go oh no i forgot like nikki they're understaffed that is fine (laughs) But just acknowledge that you know that I already said it. Don't gaslight me into being like this is a novel. No, thing I know, I, I know. They, I, I had that the other day, and then you go, then you start eating your food, and I ask for. Well, uh, you do. Like a, I will wait until a side of queso or something to dip, you know, mm-hmm. or something or uh, a sour cream. That's you. You will ask for this thing that makes it essential to you. Yes. But if you don't get it, you'll still eat the I'll thing. I'll nibble a little. <laughs> 
and then I'll, the, the bites and will then, get bigger. No one eats faster than Andrew and I. We are the fastest eaters. Tim Dillon, very fast eater. I can't keep up. Ah, oh, man. He I wins. Mean, yeah, he wins that. I don't think anyone does. Because you will eat before the food has been You know prepared. what it is? I think growing up, I didn't want to be at the dinner table. So I ate as fast as possible. And then I just went to my room. And my, I remember my dad being a doctor. He's like, that's not good for you. And I was like, you're not good for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Oh I didn't say God. that. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I, like I know I quote David jokes, Spade like, all the time, but I heard a great thing the other day. I was watching like old clips, and it reminded me exactly of what you just said about your dad. He went to – he was telling Letterman like, I don't know, it was maybe 10 years ago that he went – to go, he brought his dad with him who mm-hmm. abandoned him when he was four and his dad's back in his life and just like, kind of a sh- like a guy that talks like this. And he's like, come on, Davey, you know what it be. Like, he's always just like, just like surfer dude kind of energy. And, and he, uh, he's talked about him on David Letterman a lot. Letterman gets a kick out of his dad. He's had him on the show. And so he's like, how's your dad doing? And he's like, oh, you know, the other day we went to go visit a friend of mine in the hospital. She just had a baby and, uh. And I'm holding the baby, and my dad's like, look at him. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's never done it. And he goes, oh, really? And he was like, what, what if I put him on the floor and left? That's like like you did to me. Is that Would that be the better way to do it? And he goes, I waited till you were four. You can handle it. I waited till you were four is the best line. It's so funny. I just picture him going like, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It is funny. Like a surfer dude being your dad. He's like, what, dude? Like, yeah. chill. Yeah. Like, you can't get mad at that guy if he's so chill about yeah. leaving you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I did something terrible to you, I was like, Nikki, dude, I was out It's surf- all good, baby girl. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is nice. It's a nice little trick. You want your sour cream, dude? I'm sorry, bro. Rape schmape, baby. <laughs> Rape schmape. <laughs> Rhyming anything. It's so great. Murder turder, dude. <laughs> so, did, so, Brenna's not getting the dress. No, she is. She, so, now that... She said it'll be ready at four thirty. So okay, you know, can you pause right there and just be more specific about this wedding because you just kind of glossed over it. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, Hannah (laughs) Burner. Okay, so we have this wedding that we're going to in the Hamptons. Mm -hmm. Whatever, it's Hannah Burner from Summer House, our friend. She's getting married to Des Bishop. Another marriage that's what are they? Eighteen years apart. Mm. She was twenty-eight, twenty-nine. Didn't we just look up his age? Yeah, he's, he's 46. 46. So 17, maybe. Anyhow. She's 20. No, she's 30, right? Maybe she is 30 at this point. So anyways, long story short, uh, me and Brennan both wait till the last second to get things for a wedding. It doesn't sound like it. I mean, you're leaving on Thursday. It's Tuesday. No, some people get ready. Some people handle this shit three months. Well, oh, I advance. can't stand people who pack for trips like two weeks in advance. My mom does that. She's like, "I'm all packed up," and I'm like, "You're not leaving for three months. Ready She's to like, go, DJ? Start later. packing." He goes, I, "You just throw clothes in a bag." That's what I do. So no, I went to this soup place. They're like, "Uh, yeah, you want to?" I was like, "They're like, when's the wedding?" I go, "I don't know, thirteen days." They're like, "Whoa." You might want to try about three months, man. I'm like, who the fuck? No. Also, I can't buy a sh- suit off the shelf because of my fucking centaur body. Or oh. minotaur. I don't know what I am. Am I meno or cinna? Cinnabon? I'll eat it. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> Fast. Slow. Um, yeah, I'm going to a wedding or a, like a wedding reception on what Saturday. What are you wearing? Do you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I bought... I will tell you, buying things on Poshmark or The Real Real, which are, you know reusable or like you know resale clothing they get it to you so much faster than any 
you know, retail shop. Mm-hmm. You these like I was saying the other day, these women that go to the post office that do eBay and stuff, they know how to fucking send a package right away. They want to get that money, and so they're not getting the money until it's shipped. And so oh, they, I'm always nervous to buy from a third party because I feel oh, like dude, they're going to take forever. They no people who are selling their stuff online. It's the fastest I've ever had stuff in my life because they deal so much with like. My mom has sold stuff on eBay and just having people complain like if anything is slightly wrong. Like there's a piece of fuzz on it. They want any reason to, people love complaining. I've never complained like that me in neither. my life. I know. It's just ridiculous to me, but so many consumers, I mean, <laughs> anyone who works in the consumer <laughs> oh my God. customer service knows how awful people are Yeah, and, and how nitpicky and they, they focus on these things because they hate their lives and they just need to have control over something that they don't. <laughs> yes. And so... um yeah, I mean, so I ordered three dress, four dresses off Poshmark. Um, one's forty six bucks, the other was forty one bucks. The one was like two ninety five because I'm going. I went steep on that one because it's really nice. Um, and then I accidentally ordered another one too that was like two ninety five. But <laughs> wait, because wait, I asked one. you where you Brenna got over her, that quick last two ninety five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't wait, know. is it the same dress, different size, or like? No, it was a different style. But I asked you what Brenna was wearing to the wedding because I was like, what do you even wear to weddings? Like, I don't know where you. And you said that she got a dress at Reformation. Reformation. So then when I looked up that on Poshmark. They're so expensive compared to other dresses, which is fine, but um, they are very cute. And so I got so two So out of the four, yeah. are you going to decide the day of, day before, or do you know? I'm just going to try them all on. Okay. I'm going to start with the one I like best. If it, I'm not going to try them all on. If the one I like best is the first one, I'll just keep it. I'm not someone who likes trying on things, but I'll keep the other ones for other weddings I try to get out of. Yeah, I've never done Poshmark or Real. I would check that. Out. Is it guy stuff too? Yeah, dude, they have everything. Real, real. Yeah, it has guy stuff. It's all like Real, Real's designer. It's like Poshmark one of those things everything. where I go, you know, I've never done it, and then three months later, I'll be like, so I bought. If you're looking for a, a belt, like instead of, yeah. I don't buy anything retail anymore. It's just contributing to the trash of the world. Just get upcycled things. So many things are brand new, and they're cool because they don't get. They're not. You can't find them everywhere. And you feel really special. You put your sizes into Poshmark, so everything you search is only coming up if it's your size. So now, you ha- have you ever got something and it, and it looks like dog shit? Yes. Oh. But it's cheap, and it's like, That's I just, you know, give it like to my mom to sell for me. Like, just doesn't look like, or no, fit No, nothing like, ever yeah. is, like, bad quality. If anything, it's always better than they, you think, because these people know they don't want to deal with returns. I mean, these are people, like, you know, selling out of their homes, so they're just, they're not going to lie to you about stuff. But I did, um, I have this guy in Vancouver who does this um, vintage shop. I think it's like Van City Vintage or something like that. But he is always on the lookout for Taylor Swift and like Britney Spears and like old oh, yeah. pop star vintage stuff. He got me that Taylor Swift shirt I wore on the podcast yesterday, actually. That shirt goes for $1,000 on eBay. And I paid, I think, 100 something bucks for it. But yesterday he goes, hey, my friend, because he's in connections with all, all vintage the people. The opposite of the guitar you bought. Yeah, yeah, right. This is a great deal. You said you've never gotten a deal. That's a deal. I was going to say that yesterday, but oh. I'm never going to resell it. Okay. You know, like I'm not doing it to be like, oh, someday I'm going to cash in. Like that is, I'm going to give it to my like niece. I was going to say daughter, but that's, that ain't happened anytime For soon. For 200. You got to yeah. make something. Yeah. She's, she's got to learn <laughs> about capitalism. Yeah. Um, somehow. So anyway, uh, yeah, this guy wrote me yesterday being like, hey, Check this out. It was a Britney Spears perfectly faded black tee that almost has like a crop to it, but oversized. Like, you know, what what great shirt. remakes of shirts are trying to be? Like when they try to recreate That's the vintage. The best shirt. A thick like um collar, like from two thousand. It's her on the steps with her hands in between her legs, like looking sad, like the classic pose. 
and um, 145 and I was like, ugh, am I going to spend $145 for a fucking great shirt that has a couple little bleach stains on the bottom, but that maybe adds coolness to it. And um, I go, I don't know. And he go, I go, see if your friend can give me a deal and I'll shout him out on my in- Instagram. If he wants to knock off like even 10 bucks. I was like trying to get a deal. I never get deals. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? what is going on over there? Getting I'm deals? T- well, because actually I can give back. Like people should know yes. about. I love buying. I love following vintage shops on Instagram with these vintage tees because sometimes something comes up where you go, oh my God, that's the team I love or that's the specific like, you know, soul decision. Like no one has a soul decision shirt. That's hilarious. And so... Um, think about making my move tonight. Uh-huh. Ask for ten dollars off my shirt and holding my body tight, cause I oh. like the way you're making me move. Um, so mm. he said it was so funny. Is the shirt's one forty five? He goes, I'll ask. He asked his friend. He goes, he can do it for one fifty with shipping included. And I go, how did the price go up? <laughs> what, what? I know he gave me a discount on shipping, but somehow it went up. <laughs> And for some reason, I'm like, ah, I want to do it. I got it, it. You know what it is, honestly, to me in my more in valuable. my stupid brain. Yeah, 145 sounds more than 150. I don't know why. Too many numbers. Yeah, there's it's more numbers. There's more numbers. It's more in there. syllables. Yeah, well, that's why people Walgreens prices things like 14.99 because 15 dollars seems more so much. Well, more that'd be people. the opposite. Oh yeah, it'd be the opposite. But still, yeah, that's all. Um, um, I want to get. I want to do oh. it. Yeah, get it. Yeah, but it seems stupid. You don't spend. You don't spend a lot. Like, you spend money on clothes. Starbucks. Starbucks. If I add it up, I've never I do seen Starbucks. you buy. I just went to Starbucks, by the way, for my yeah. second coffee, and she goes, "Didn't I already make this drink today?" And I go, <laughs> "Yeah." In front of everyone, very loud, I go, "I have a problem," and she goes, "It's okay. It's okay, girl." And I was like, <laughs> "It's not a venti latte. No one needs two of those within three hours, except old glazed dog." Well, look. She ain't gonna. Your drug dealer ain't gonna fucking stop you. No. Oh, caffeine is not one. Uh, is not a drug. That I went to. I went. To, in, I went to J Crew because they have suits ready. Mm-hmm. None of them fit me. I'm your boy's too thick. Yeah. I'm too thick for J Crew. You are um, thick crew. You know, I just did that rental site that uh, the, yeah, the bestie recommended, I, uh, and they were asking about body shapes. They're so like, are you a pear? <laughs> Are you an apple? Are you an inverted triangle? Are you a square? Are you an hourglass? It's like, what girl doesn't want to be an hourglass out of all of those? Yeah. And like, um, I'm, a, I'm an amoeba. But you were uh, an inverted triangle. But tiny hips. Yes. Uh, wide shoulders. Yeah. So nothing fits me. And then, I don't know. I have this like, you know how I'm a little obsessed with Ray Donovan, how he dresses? Yes. The guy and, that you look like. Yeah. Ray Donovan or just live? Actually, his character. <laughs> okay, his character. That makes sense. So, they have a wardrobe department. He wears a watch that I am obsessed with, but I won't convince myself to buy unless I have make more money to wear. Because I've already done this before where I spend money on a watch. And but then, the watch was the only investment that you made that was good. Remember? Yeah, that's true. So there's- How so, much is this? Can I guess? I can't even say it. 11900 Okay, it's not that bad. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. But thank you for going high. Uh, 1900 5100 it's an Omega Professional Seamaster 300. It's not a Rolex. It looks like a Rolex. It just well, it's just a perfect watch you for me. Why you want it? Because it, do it, it after break. Yeah, let's yeah. go to break and find out why Andrew wants a watch when he has an iPhone. I do want to know. I know they're like jewelry for men. Yes. Maybe that's it. It's a status symbol, but you already have like a hot girlfriend. Like I know. what? It, what propels men to keep trying after they already have the hottest girlfriend that anyone could ever have? Let's find out after this quick break. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces, like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know, what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's 
freaking good. We're back. Okay, why the watch? <sighs> why the watch? Okay, so this watch I love. It's an Omega as well. The one that you're wearing, yes. The one I'm wearing. It's Omega Constellation. It's from like 1972. It was my grandpa Marvin's yeah. watch. You got it. Um, it was given to me by my Aunt Nancy. She kept the nicer one. The nicer four. <laughs> she probably deserves it. I mean, it was her dad. Whatever. Who's counting? Mm, yeah. She is. And I am. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> slow. Turtle. <laughs> Rabbit. <laughs> Wait, what was the what was the word that you didn't finish? Triangle. No. The one that you get accomplished after. <laughs> so 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 they she gave me this. It was very nice, honestly. It was very nice to get this. I was extremely excited. Yes. I really wanted a watch because I feel like a watch. Like a simple watch like this, any outfit you wear, it kind of... Elevates it. Yeah, it elevates it a little without that's trying too hard. That's a common thing um, for women as well. Like uh, you can wear like sweats and like a oversized t-shirt, like a Britney Spears, like vintage t-shirt. And then you wear a nice sandal or like a nice shoe, yes. like a heel. Or you wear like like layered or jewelry or, or jewelry wa- yeah, and it dresses it up. And so I, I get that. Okay. This watch, although it's what fuck- are these socks? Where, where did you get those? That's a statement. These socks. Okay, he's wearing gray socks that say Calvin Klein in black all over them. Like it's he's, it was, a, he's a little label was, boy. This, this was a, no, he, no one labels Calvin Klein. Yeah, Calvin this Klein's cool. A, it's not Justin fancy. Bieber. Okay. I wear Calvin Klein underwear. Yeah, no one wears Cal- no one knows Calvin Klein socks. I didn't know it was written all over. I just bought dress socks for like fourteen bucks on Amazon, and I see why they're fourteen bucks. Oh yeah, they. They're, <laughs> they're insane. And I'm wearing the shoes. These shoes are nice. Those are those the slippers. But I'm wearing them just to grind out the bottom, yeah, so I don't go fall out the wedding. And and go <laughs> I did. Oh, I yeah. did. I was grinding up in the garage. I was worried about my shoes for the wedding because I want to be able to. All I want to do is dance because yes. Emma, my boyfriend's brother's wife, they got married uh, two years ago, I think. But it was during COVID and they had a reception and not, not a lot of people could come. So they're throwing a second one. It's going to be just a reception. That's what I'm going to this weekend. She wrote me and was like, we, they have a really good wedding band. Like the, they performed at the last one and they said that it was just like insane how good they were. And she was like, I told them um, I, have, I put in a couple of requests that I think you're going to be excited about. And I was like, yes, girl. So I want to dance to some Taylor Swift oh. so bad. And so I was buying shoes with that in mind. I'm looking forward nice. to dancing, too, at this wedding. Oh, my God. I can't wait to dance. I don't dance ever anymore. And I, I miss it. so yeah. fun. So the, back to the watch. So the watch, great watch. It constantly breaks down. So it's essentially a bracelet. Like the, right now, the second hand really isn't look, working. Do you use it to look for the time when it does work? Not or really. Do you look, I use so, my phone. So it doesn't you really, don't really matter. You need it to work. But yeah. it's like you calling out my Calvin Klein. Someone sometime will go, dude, your watch is 145. Yeah, you need it to work in case someone calls you out for it. Which never happens, except yes. for once, maybe every four months. Yes. So anyways, so that's another reason why I want a more functional watch. So you have an excuse for why you're wearing it. Yes. And so I'm kind of sense. have a weird obsession with wanting it. But I know I don't. I think I deserve it. I just don't want to spend that much money on it. It's also, so I found money. one on Facebook on uh, Marketplace for three thousand, which is still check too out expensive. Real Real. They have tons of watches. Yeah, They're Rolex Central. And oh like really? Nice, oh yeah, Real Real is Rolex. All, Rolex. Rolex. I mean, Real Real. You go in there. There's things for twenty thousand dollars for sale. They do furniture. Oh. They just it's all designer, and then it goes down to like. You know, $20 for an Alexander Wang t-shirt that was probably like $88 to begin with. So like you get awesome deals on there, but they do have luxury items that are like, who the fuck? Well, there's a guy in St. Louis who has the exact watch I want, but it's from 2018, but it's the same model. Check Priceless too. And he wants like 3800 So that would be a oh, difference that's... in 
fourteen hundred bucks. That's definitely worth. And used is cooler than new. So much cooler. Yeah, he has the box and everything. He yeah, lives dude. here. I can make. Do not, not, don't ever buy anything new if you can get it like new, cheaper. Just it stop is funny. This. Have you ever shopped for something that nice though? Because it's because I yeah guitars. I didn't want to buy it. Like I knew I I, I wanted to buy it, but I didn't think I was gonna buy. Like yeah, now but they you're try like, to convince you and uh, Vince, and then you Vaughn, and so you try to like finagle it in a way like yeah. I'm into it. I I have the money. But also, is there a payment plan? But also, I don't need the payment plan. I can walk out of here. Right? Like you want, like because you don't want them to judge you either. Even though, like, it doesn't matter. No, payment plans are helpful for people, even if you do have the money. So Some there's a 12 month wanna... payment plan. So it would be like 500 a month. But that's every Ugh. month. I'd be like, the watch would depreciate in what I care about it. Yeah. And then I'd be keep paying money. That's tough. Is that so, a purchase that you talk to Brenna about, or is it like? No, no, I wouldn't. Unless I. But she'll see it eventually and go. How much was that? Yeah. Do you lie? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, even there is some like sometimes when like I have friends that um, complain about money or something and they buy something and I go, well, you're never allowed to complain. We're we're going to any restaurant I want from now on, (laughs) even though I, I will always pick up the bill. But like you don't get to complain about things if you're buying this thing that is so truly worthless. You don't get to complain about like my insurance is this a month. Like, No. So there's a little bit of that where you don't get away. But, you know, I have things like that in my life, too, where I com- I'm a complete hypocrite. Because um, I I have this thing. I don't know if anyone relates. I think probably everyone does, actually, where. Can I, tell you, can though, I stop you real quick? Yeah. I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might. No, I definitely will. No, I don't like, think you've ever said anything no, I, I think, don't relate to. I think you may actually might not. But I don't know what this <laughs> is. I am. um pretty generous when it comes to money generally and as with myself with others uh, there are times though if you catch me on like a bad day where i feel again we're going back to customer service feeling out of control having things in my life that are unmanageable like i'm stressed out where i will focus on my money i'll go to my money and go Oh God, if this rent the runway stuff, I haven't even worn it. And I'm just like spending $300 a month on this. Like I'm so worthless. Like all of a sudden I start picking at the my, like minorest things where I'm like, Oh my God, like I just ordered the wrong Starbucks thing. That's $3 extra. Like little charges, dude, little ones that I'm just like, what is going on here? Because I just bought a $1,500 guitar last week on a whim that I'm never going to play. There's sometimes where I'm just crazy with money and other times where 15 cents extra, I start getting so scared and I start like writing my business manager like, I need to know how much I'm spending a month on this. I did it like, and nothing's changed. It's not like I lost a job. It's not like I suddenly learned something financially. It's just, it's so interesting when you examine what is causing this. Like I saw this awesome thing on Instagram yesterday that, it was this I, black woman, and I say that because it's pertinent to the story, where she was talking about, um, it was on one of those like feel-good Instagram reposts from TikTok. It was this black woman that was talking about how she talks to her daughter about anger when her daughter has like a fit or something. And what she says, because she, she grew up a black woman that was like, when she would get angry, it was like, no, put on a happy face. Don't do that. You know, shaming about anger. And then as she grows older very scared of being the angry black woman, having any attitude. I mean, it's just so much exponentially more fraught for black women than than white women. But now there's the Karen thing. You don't want to be a Karen. Anger is just, whether you're a boy or a girl, scary yeah. to deal with. But 
I sent it to my sister and I also posted it on my Instagram and I said that I want to use this method on myself because what she does when her daughter's having a fit is she gets on her level and she goes, and I don't do that baby talk. I talk to her like a person and I say, what is your anger trying to tell you right now? What is this? What is, what is, because there's something, there's a siren going off. It's not about the spilled juice. It's not about you're spending $15 extra on a subscription service that you don't use and now you're beating yourself. What is it? And um, it's very interesting like that she said that and I shared it with my sister. I loved it. Um, and so I, I think now I just try to when stuff, when I start going to the places that I genuinely, generally go to, my weight, my, um, the color of my skin, honestly, like trying to tan myself. Like I can, if I'm pale on a day where I'm feeling insecure in other ways, I will focus on that and be obsessed with it and be like, you're disgusting. Like I just, um, and so I just try now to like catch it. But then I also heard, and this might help people too. I've been listening to, I've been really interested in binge eating disorder because obviously I have struggled with that in the past. I've been bulimic. I've been, um, all those, you know, I'd starve myself and then I would binge and blah, blah, blah. So it's been two years since I've like binged, but I still feel a little bit out of control with food at times and, um, and I've also been, I have a girl that I've met through eating disorder recovery stuff who she struggles with binging. She listens to the show. She's a bestie. Like she, she found me through, uh, recovery, but she didn't know that who I was or anything. I'm anonymous in those situations. And we started talking, we're talking like a while before I was like, before we talked about like our personal lives, what we do. And I think one day she was talking about something and I go, actually, I did a podcast today. I think what I talked about will actually help you. She's like, wait, you what? You did a podcast? Like, what do you do? So now we've become friends. She's a big bestie. Every time she writes me now about stuff, she'll be like, I know this is kuh. Or she's like, I know, and ham drip. Like, she'll, it's really cute. Um, and she told me that I could talk about her on the show. So I want to just give a shout out to my friend Amy. But she, um, I've been trying to, she shares with me about her binging and, and things like that and how out of control it feels. And I just don't relate to that as much. So I'm trying to, be a good friend and learn more about it. And also for myself, I feel a little out of control sometimes. So I've been listening to this podcast on YouTube called Brain Over Binge. And I love this approach to treating your, any. it's pretty much the approach that I use for alcohol, cigarettes, all the things I've quit in my life. Because for binge disorder or kind of eating disorders, you always go, what's really going on? It's your childhood trauma. It's because you have low self-esteem. It's always like, it's not about the food. It's about you're broken inside. And you got to fix that stuff before the binging will stop. But the truth is, much like cigarette companies, much like alcohol uh, you know, companies, they gain from making it seem like the thing that you're doing is hard to quit. If the story is cigarettes are hard to quit, then you won't quit because we all want to feel like it's not our fault that we keep doing this thing. And if you give them a reason to go, I can't quit smoking, it's hard to quit. So if you don't know, William Moore, like tobacco companies spread the propaganda of cigarette smoking is hard to quit. It's, it's such a hard addiction when really it is a very, very like small withdrawal Reverse symptom. psychology. Yeah, and yeah. so you would think that that's not them spreading that, but it is mm -hmm. because it's actually very easy to quit. Same with alcohol, the withdrawal symptoms are definitely more severe. You can literally die from alcohol withdrawal symptoms. But again, 
the perpetuation of like, there's something wrong. This is the only thing you can turn to. You're an alcoholic. There's You have a disease. This is terrible. So this podcast I'm obsessed with because I've never heard this approach with eating disorder stuff. And I just want to share because I know a lot of besties have this. Um, is that they stay on this thing. This girl just went through, she used to be binge, binger bulimic. And she does this podcast with another woman named Cookie, ironically. <laughs> so she keeps going. So you don't need to reach for the bag of cookies. Cookies, what do you, Cookie, what do you think about that? Like, it's just so funny. But She's this, like, rah, 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 rah. this podcast is awesome because I'm only on episode four because I'm really trying to take my You're time not and it? learn it. <laughs> Fast, slow. Fast, that, slow. That is really good. Comp. Um. <laughs> So what she's saying in it that I can glean from it is awesome and I want to like seminate this to the masses yes. because I think it's so important is that whenever I overeat or whenever I starve myself or whenever I would be bulimic back in the day, there was something where I knew it was not about the food, not about throwing up. It was something deeper, childhood trauma, low self-esteem, whatever the story is, which is all true by the way. That is true. But the why you binge, why you purge is really because your lower brain which is like your animal brain that i talk about on stage the one that's like get everything pregnant like your brain that is operating like a caveman is deprived of food probably because you've been starving all day because you feel like you're susceptible to diet culture so you're restricting so that brain is going next time you fucking get around food eat the fuck out of it because we don't know what's when you're gonna have food next so that that little voice is saying that and also that voice and then your higher brain, which knows better, knows that there's tons of food to be had. You don't need to eat all of this right now. Your higher brain takes that cue and makes it into a story of, but I have trauma. I have a disease. I'm weak. Um, this is very hard. And I honestly think that eating disorder centers, although they do great work, and I do think most of the people that work for them mm -hmm. are trying to get people better, I think it is a moneymaker. If you don't get people better, they keep coming back. If you keep them sick, and so I think making it like you need to have treatment as opposed to really this woman used to binge and purge every single day of her life, multiple times, horrible bulimia, which can kill you like that. I mean, it killed Amy Winehouse. People don't know that. People think she died of drugs. It was bulimia. Um, it really is about just hearing that little caveman voice of that is the same one that goes, fuck that girl. Like th that girl's tits, mm -hmm. like suck on her tits. Like, like you would, if you were a caveman, you would just go fuck that girl. Yeah. It's taking that voice and going, it. shut the fuck up. Like, I know you're just a dumb monkey, my monkey brain talking. Yeah. And it's literally just going. And so now when I have the voice last time, like I've been recently like waking up in the middle of the night and like just needing to eat because it's like, I'm probably thirsty. And so a lot of times your hunger is thirst and I also just have been anxious more. So I get up in the middle of the night and I'm not binging 17 protein bars like back in the day, but I'll have two and I'll eat them at the kitchen table. I'll, you know, but I'm sliding back into this like behavior. So that's why yeah. I think I'm being vigilant about it. But what I learned is that that voice that goes, you need to have this food. You're struggling. This is your comfort. You have a disease. You are bulimic. You are anorexic. Your eating disorder is really me making excuses so I get to do this thing that I want to do that really isn't what I want to do. Because if I wanted to do it, she says at one point, if you thought binging and purging or starving yourself, whatever it is, if you wanted to do it, why are you listening to this podcast? It's it's literally ruining your life. So you don't listen to a 18 series podcast about quitting something if there's any reason to keep that in your life. They're just, that's, so I, last night for the first time, like it didn't even occur to me to do. I woke up in the middle of the night 
and I, I without question, always just go and grab two protein bars and I yes. just eat them at my table. This time I was just like, I, I answered that voice in my head the way I compare it to when I'm with Arlo or something and he wants to like hold a knife or something, something that I would never let him play with a knife. Like, let's compare it to that. Like, it's just not going to happen. I know you want it so bad and you're going to cry and out of context, you're crying. People would be like, give that boy what he needs. He's on the floor, thro like throwing himself around. I mean, it sounds like he needs sustenance, but I know, no, he wants a knife. That's insane. He's not getting it. That's your voice telling you to drink, to binge, to do these behaviors. It's literally a dumb little child that wants to play with a knife where you are a babysitter and you go, no, it's, I'm not even going to entertain it. I'm going to ignore this. Like yeah. I might go, oh, that's cute. Like, but I'm putting it up on the shelf. It's not, there's not even like, because I think when you have that voice of like, should I drink tonight? Should I do whatever? Should I cut myself? Whatever it is you're struggling with. There's a negotiation that happens where you go, no, I, I can't, but I really want to, but I can't. No, don't do it. It doesn't need to be that. It literally can be, no. It's yeah. it, as, as much of a dismissal. Stop it as quick as You wouldn't possible. consider giving a child a knife. Like, well, let me hear him out. You can dismiss that voice as much as a child begging for a knife. So every time I hear Nikki eat more yeah. when I know that I don't need to, I'm now going to just say it's a child asking for ice cream when he hasn't eaten anything nutritious in days. There's I mean, no way you're exactly getting That's exactly what my mindset was with the watch. Driving to the mall, yeah. thinking about the watch, wanting it, needing it, think it's going to fill Debating, a void. Debating, saying, no, I can't. Yes, I can. Yeah. That struggle, it feels like an accomplishment when you go when you choose either way. And sometimes you're going to choose the wrong way. But stop and the it's struggle. still going to feel like an accomplishment, which it doesn't need to. You can just... You know a little Dismiss thing it. I did to help? Because I'll, I'll do that too. I'll like float to the refrigerator in the middle of the night. Yes. And I don't even know how I'm in there. And I'm just all of a sudden eating ham naked. Yes. Well, with a shirt on. But um, I take a Yeti, like a giant Yeti. And I yeah. fill it with like a quarter OJ mango a and a water. Mm -hmm. And just have a giant fucking Yeti right next to my bed. So Water is so crush. Or some dude, kind of... I'm telling you, I haven't done it. A lot of it, like you said, it's thirst. It's always so I just thirst fucking in the middle chug of the night. It, and it's big enough where I could chug it like 15 times. So I'm getting that like, I am getting that feeling of like, ugh, quenched. Yes. Which I get from food, which would feel the yes. same feeling. But it's obviously well, healthier. Well, you wait afterwards, like, after you chug water and you just wait and you just go back to bed for, give yourself, listen to one song. Listen, uh, read one page of a book. And if you still want to eat after that, go eat. Fucking let yeah. yourself eat. Yeah. But the truth is, is that you're probably dehydrated. And also when I used to binge, I had a um, woman that was helping me with my problems of night binging. And she, one night, you know, it, when I had to start not binging at night, which was like the old, I couldn't imagine not binging it. Like it just was the thing I'd done every day for the last few years of my life. So it was like, what the fuck am I, I'm going to sleep through the night. It's just not, it's not even going to happen. And I was crying about it. And she goes, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you start struggling, just remember no one's ever died of starvation if they waited till breakfast. It really is not an urgent thing. You're not gonna die. The feelings are not gonna kill you. No one's ever died of feelings. Mm -hmm. And that somehow resonates with me too. I say sometimes to myself in the middle of the night, you do not need to eat right now. You are not running a marathon. You are not <laughs> actually starving. You ate all day. Now it's different if you're not eating all day. That That is the source yes, of your binging. You can, yeah. If you are restricting during the day you will binge there's just no there's it will happen so that's the first thing you got to fix but i just found it very comforting to hear approach to eating disorders that is just as simple 
as how I've approached quitting drinking and cigarettes, which is like you're lying to yourself acting like this is hard. It's not that hard. You could do it. I think to your point, though, like the indulging obviously feels so fucking good. And then the But it feels good for two bites. The fighting. Doesn't the last you bite of your fighting. binge feel terrible? But you know what I mean, though? You miss yeah. the fighting. Like, you miss that argument because it makes you feel up. alive a little bit. So you'll get in a fight with your girlfriend. Or oh, your for boyfriend, sure. You know, I'm like, not saying to do it. I'm just saying, like, that's like yes. that fighting feels like the indulge. It's the same kind of yeah, feeling. Yeah, we get You're, off on that. Yeah, it's part of the drug. Yeah. So, but don't engage the little child in, that's wanting the knife in your head because that all those things, it's, it's, dumb of an, it's, it's dumb of a need as a child being like, I want to play with that knife. You would never give a baby a knife. So don't give yourself those <laughs> that monkey brain that's going, me, I'm not going to get food for a while. You know better. Your smart brain will know. So the, the podcast I want to turn you to is Brain Over Binge, uh, brain, brain Over Binging. And um, I, it's just really helped me. And I just want to like let her, because everyone fucking deals with eating issues. I'm, I know there's maybe one person that's like, this doesn't relate to anything in my life. I guarantee you, you send it to your mom. She probably relates. Let's get to the news. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, man, it's Tuesday, folks. You know what that means. It is Tuesday. Hope you're having all the swells. If you're driving somewhere, going to buy something that you don't need, or you're going to eat something you don't want, stop right there and tell your child brain to go fuck itself and give it a knife eat and have it kill itself. Eat if you need to eat. Oh. Eat during the day, three meals a day. Oh, eat yeah. when you're hungry, but you know you know better when you've, <laughs> or you're overdoing it. Yeah. Have dessert if you want. Treat yourself, but you know when you're eating on top when it's going to make you sick. That's what I'm talking about. Um, you having fun with Marion over there? But give your kid a knife. Yeah, give your kid a knife. Noah. Uh, Noah, back to you now. We're there in the studio and in, in headquarters over there. <laughs> Tuxin. <laughs> Nikki and Andrew will not be on tour this weekend. They'll both be at weddings. But the following weekend on Friday, you guys will be at the Wilbur in Boston. Oh, my God. Two and shows at the Wilbur, shows. everyone. Yeah. And then uh, Foxwoods Resort Casino in, in Connecticut on Saturday. Very excited about the Foxwoods show. That one, I believe, is sold They're out. There might are. be single. Really? I, I, well, we Boston don't want to check. I don't know. Uh, you know, as always, single tickets. If you want to go alone to a show. Um, if you buy a single ticket and you write me, me, my account, Nikki Glazer, not Nikki Glazer Pod, if you write going alone in all caps, your name and the show you're going to, no other information. I know you're grateful. You don't need to write thank you and all this stuff. Uh, the best way for me to see it is to make sure the first part says going alone in all caps. Otherwise, I might miss it. And then if I heart it, that means you, your name will be at the box office and you will be uh, good to go for a meet and greet, which always pr- proceeds the show. Um, and yeah, there we go. What's the first news headline, Noah? First news line is crazy. A woman who was pronounced dead opened her eyes and pushed the coffin door in the middle of no. her own funeral. I no. Mean, come on. What? Wait, where? This was in Peru. It's always in, I knew it was going to be somewhere. I mean, she had to go through so much. <laughs> she had to be dead. Like, you don't get in the coffin for Tell a few details days. Tell us of yeah. this. What's going on here? Okay, the mourners carrying her coffin heard a strange knocking sound from inside. The woman was actually alive and found to be gasping for air when the coffin oh. was placed on the ground. After okay, she this is observed, why you don't get cremated. Yeah, <laughs> she was cremated, uh, and then two hours after, she's still yelling, "My leg! <laughs> it's Wait. hot in here!" Yeah, yeah. Wait, can I? We go. How My skin's long was ashy. She, how long did can they I think lotion? she? Would, yeah, I'm very ashy. Um, ma'am, you're all ashes. I had a joke about something not being funny out of roast going, I wanted to only cremate my ears. 
That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, go ahead. Sorry. So uh, after her, you know, she observed everyone at the funeral. The family took her to the hospital, uh, where she, she uh, they had difficulty finding signs of life, putting her on life support until she died a couple of hours later. Oh um, Jesus! Wait, yeah, what? we need so Tyler she, Henry. <laughs> the family essentially had to say goodbye twice, and some of the family members believe a coma may have been improperly mm. diagnosed as death because she was in a bad oh. car accident. Oh. And uh, apparently, this happens to apparently. several people. Every year. Last year, uh, <laughs> a man pronounced dead after being hit by a motorcycle woke up in a morgue freezer. <gasps> a 76-year-old woman who was pronounced dead following a COVID-19 diagnosis, woke up right before her cremation. Oh my God. Okay, well, let's just check the pulse. Let's, uh, this is a lesson to us all. Um, can I say though, that the t- I've been getting besties writing me about Tyler Henry, or maybe just people that don't, don't even listen to the pod, and they are also being converted to believing there's an afterlife because of this fucking Netflix show. It's so <laughs> wild that everything else that has been trying your whole life to get you to believe in an afterlife, all the religion, all the propaganda, none of that works. One Netflix series where you watch this guy where you're like, this kid doesn't want to be famous. He's not doing this to trick anyone. He's just a sweet gay kid. You go, this is too uncanny. I watched him on a Matt Lauer interview on the Today Show before Matt Lauer was canceled. He didn't see that coming, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But it was it, it must have been the <laughs> week before because Matt Lauer, this is still on the Today Show page. Watch that interview, you guys. I cried because Matt Lauer is a skeptic, of course, and he's going into this interview with him. And he starts talking about his father being proud of him and like little things that he just only would know about his dad. And you just see him, his journalistic like you know wall just crumbling and also there's one with hoda and one with jenna bush hoda sobs in such a sweet way and she it it catches them off guard they just don't that's what makes me a believer is that how good he is yeah they just don't know because you know for instance i'd be a skeptic too and it's like it's like a hypnotist a lot of people are skeptics oh next thing you know they're like eating their own asshole yeah on stage you can say whatever you want there are people that definitely are more suggestible for hypnosis it'd be fun if we got it we should get a hypnotist in here i don't want to do that because i'm so scared but i would at this point i'm doing it on friday i'm doing a a hypnosis session on friday for what it goes just Just, uh, self self self-improvement Oh my God, I t- would totally do that because yeah, that's not going to be like, pretend like you're ironing, you know, uh, something and I don't know Ooh, why quick. I'm picturing ironing something <laughs> because I was actually, there was a joke about that in someone's special. There, I once saw, this is this is when I realized, hypnotist, I always thought hypnotists were real, but I'd heard people go, they're not real. I, as a junior, went to a senior after prom party because I was, kuh, no, I, my friend Taylor. In high school. In, in high school. I went to the senior after prom party. There was a girl. Obviously prom. That was, they had a hypnotist come in front of the entire class oh, at like two in the morning. The hypnotist brought all these students to the front, hypnotized them. At one point, he told them that their chair was on fire. Oh, no. Everyone started running around. After the chair was not on fire, a girl had clearly peed her pants out of fear. And she hypnotized, took off her sweatshirt and tied it around her waist because she was so embarrassed even in the hypnosis. So you can't tell me that shit's not real or those people aren't believing it. If you, no one would, this girl did not want to pee her pants. And that's when I knew. That's how you put out the fire. Yeah. It's pretty smart. Ironing. Actually. Um, um, the dead person though, how, 
insane is it that she became alive? The family must have lost their mind. And then she's dead. And then- <laughs> right away. Oh that had to hurt so bad. And then she goes, no, 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 no. Still alive. Like, she knocks it. Like, it's the, that's a, oh, God. Death is so fucking scary. I mean, she must have been dead for a few days. You don't get to the coffin part without. But in Peru, they might be doing it like. Oh, like an immediate coffin? There might not be a morgue. It might be like a village. I'm not trying to pretend like Peru is like, I know Peru is a very like (laughs) metropolitan city, but it could be like, it could be some kind of like. Was this a ritual Lima? within a type of church where they don't involve the the, the city yes, more, yeah, where they yeah, just yeah. do it in house? You know, th- these can be stories like that. I mean, even in America, that happens. Where I'm sure, like, uh, you know, they have what they have funerals. Have you seen the rapper that oh, went to the yeah. club? Oh my god! Maybe there, we talked about. There's it on this here. one great clip on Reddit all the time where these kids in probably South America. Um, one of their friends who's a soccer star died and they want to have one last game with them. So they they kick the, like they have a goal set up and they bring out the coffin and the co- they kick it and the, it ricochets off the coffin into the net and they all cheer and hug the coffin. It's so sweet and stupid. <laughs> I loved it. I wish they made him score on his own goal. Uh, you, you know? Oh, you don't know that? Like uh, a lot of soccer players, they'll score on their own goal and then they'll get murdered. Oh, really? Yeah, this Columbia guy scored on his own goal during the World Cup. Oh, that's Cup. why. Yeah, that's how that kid died. Yeah, they were like, we want him to have one last one that isn't that one. So let's have. Oh yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, Noah, do we have time for one more story before we go to break? Sure. Okay, this is a, a sweet one. Uh, a newly adopted puppy takes its first walk with his new family and digs up a treasure worth nearly eight thousand dollars in a park in England. Whoa. Much to everyone's surprise, the dog, whose name is Ollie, dug up what appeared to be 15 sovereign coins, meaning pieces of gold that could date back as far as 1489. Here, let me show you. This and that story from yesterday are in common. Wait, what was the story from yesterday? The lady that found the... Oh, yeah, the head. Yeah. The bust. Yeah. Um, A little puppy found them? Good dog. cute. Um, yeah, this is why you should adopt, not shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to become, maybe if you can find a Bitcoin. I wonder why the dog was attracted to that oh. scent of the coins. Because it was in. I think, I think it's the breed. So the breed is Legato Romagnolo. Oh. Oh. So the, Which stands um, for metal what, detector? Yes, stands for gold digger. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dude, have you ever metal detected? It's kind of it's. Oh, I used to love it as a kid. It's yeah. so rewarding. Yeah, I mean, it's like going to Goodwill. You're finding like treasures, like people who. It's gambling a little bit. People get addicted to oh, it. You know what's fun? I don't, this was in Alaska. Not that's like a humble. I don't know. I feel like this was Alaska, in Alaska. Does not make me feel like you're bragging. All right, well, but you did take a cruise there. Right? Gold, gold panning. It's really fun. Is that where you take those little like like you get like a stri- bunch? Of, yeah. Uh oh, a pan and you sift it. Yeah, it's kind. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a fun time. You never find gold. It's already been. They've been doing it a while. Yeah, you know. I think if I've ever found anything valuable. Oh, today I was walking the dog, and Marion is insane. If you didn't know, last year in July she got attacked by a German Shepherd, or my parents' neighborhood dog, and was ripped. And she was literally bisected. Like it was. I can't believe she lived. Actually, a bestie's friend who we met at the show this weekend said my friend was the woman who did the operation, like was the vet that took care of, vet Caldwell, what? I believe her last name is. Cal- yes, Caldwell. Cal- Caldwell. Caldwell. Um, Amanda called, Dr. Amanda Caldwell, I think is her name. I'm, I'm, I think I'm fucking up the last name though. Anyway, Marion almost died, yet she still 
goes after big dogs and she's so tiny and so <laughs> today i saw a like a bunch of cash on the ground outside that diner that we walked by yeah and it was you know obviously tip had fallen off the table and i was gonna pick it up and put it back on the table or pretend to and then put it in my pocket but for sure you know i was gonna pick it up and put it on the table and so i walked over the dollar and i did not because i was so like many many i didn't see a gigantic dog on the other side of the fence uh, where the people are eating and marion almost lost her life again because i was like oh a dollar and so i was so embarrassed that i like went over to this dog where clearly my dog was gonna get injured and i didn't see the dog which was so clear that i was like but there's cash on the ground <laughs> I, like, exclaimed. I go well there's dollars i like got defensive I was, yeah but there's money on the ground why don't you clean up your money like i was so embarrassed it's so stupid so yeah I, I sometimes find things have you ever found money on the ground any good good amounts of cash you too um i found like a 20 on the ground one time oh that feels good or you know sometimes i do it to myself where i'll find like a 20 in a weird pocket and it oh, feels like a million dollars. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's, cash? It's almost that's... worth it to put cash in weird pockets of things. That, <laughs> For later? And just don't give them to Goodwill without searching in pockets. But that's another thing at Goodwill. My mom has found so much cash in really? billfolds, wallets, jackets. Yeah, just from people not cleaning out their pockets before they donate. But generally people go through pockets before, like the people that put it on the floor. I want to say, though, that, um, oh, fuck, what was I going to say about finding cash on the fucking, oh, I forgot. It was going to be good, but who cares? Um, <laughs> let's take a break and come back with Why Do I Care? Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. 
Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good all right we're back why do i care why do i care <laughs> so i don't know if you've heard of this um heard about this Minnie driver wrote about a pervy commercial audition in her new memoir oh i did i read a headline on daily mail but i don't remember it so repeat it to me all right, so 25 years ago, she was in a room with a male director and more than a dozen people from an ad agency, and Oof. she received no script for a commercial. Wait, how Just many years ago? 25. 25 okay. years ago. So this is prior to Goodwill Hunting. All right. So uh, the director asked her, you've seen the movie When Harry Met Sally? Oh, you know the God. scene where she fakes an orgasm? Eat a piece of chocolate and do that. And she responded, fake an orgasm? And he goes, uh, yes, unless you fancy having a real one. Mm. So um, she was talking about how, which is similar to what you talk about, how she was just like, well, I'm just going to barge out of here and I'm going to go warn all the women in the um, audition room, you know, like what they're asking for. But instead, they're going to go, thanks for the heads up. I'm going to start practicing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But instead, you're not doing it. You're way more talented than me. Yeah. (laughs) She She didn't do anything. Chocolate. Yeah. What did she, she? she did, she did it. it. She yeah. did it. Yeah. Yep. And when they asked her if they if she could do it again, um, she said she couldn't. And then no woman they can. said something condescending, like actually that's the we, best bit about being a girl. That you uh, right. Well, the thing is that women can do it over and over. No, Men know, are the ones I that can. Um, okay. Why did she do it if she didn't want to do it? Just kidding. Says everyone who hears any yes. story of a woman doing something she doesn't want to do later on. Um, the reason she did it when she didn't want to do it and she knew it was wrong is because you want the role. You also think because all of these people are signing on that this is a good idea that maybe you're in the wrong and you're being overly sensitive. And also it's scary when you're auditioning and you just do things out of kind of a fear. Yes, they're not going to kill you, but just out of a fear, they might not like you, all of these things. When I talk on stage about teaching your daughters, if a man takes out his penis, tell them to 
tell the guy to put it away. I say, by the way, no, no one's going to do that. Your daughter's not going to do it. We can teach women all we want to tell a man who they like, who they're making out with, who takes out their penis to be like, do something. If they don't want to do it, to tell them to put it away. I can't even do that as a 37-year-old woman who came up with the idea. I'd done it one time. So I know that in those situations, you just can't do the right thing of like, put it away. You hope that we can train women to stand up for themselves. Men too, obviously. But it's really hard. What um, else happens too, I think, is you see a celebrity who maybe has maybe two good movies under their belt. So everyone's like, why would she have to do that? She's famous. She has two movies. You know what I mean? She didn't at this time though. No, no, no. But yes. My point is, is... At that time, she's probably even more desperate because she's going on a thousand auditions. Right. So, you, oh, you right. Don't, you you, so you don't contextualize. You don't understand it. the rejection this woman has felt because you saw her famous for a movie. Meg you know Ryan what I mean? came up with that idea for that scene. Which, if you do know when Harry met Sally very well, that scene is very out of character for for Sally. Sally is like a very prim, proper. Doesn't even like to be asked about sex. For her to like do a loud orgasm in the middle of. Cats is deadly. stands out. It's, yeah. it, it, it really does take you out of it for a second. When I watched it, I was like, okay, well, this character would never do that. But there's something really great about the fact that uh, she just wanted, came up with it. And I think it's, I think it actually has done so much good for the world in terms of alerting men to the fact that, yes, we can fake it really well and you wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever had to do anything um, for an audition or like a role or something that you didn't expect and you go, oh God, I don't want to do this. Like I mean, I think an equivalent to anything like this as a stand-up comedian is when you do a show. For a bar show. <laughs> a bar show for three people. The TV's uh -huh. on. There's a fish tank that's empty. I just did an interview. Uh, Ryan. Uh, Reynolds? No, it was, it's for a, a podcast with the, um, so the to Ranger me, that's, series. To me, and then you travel an hour for two drink tickets. So that's the equivalent to having a fake orgasm. Ryan Rusillo podcast. It's a very popular podcast. Oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, he's cool. He's he was big really in nice. Sports. Yeah, big, big, big in sports. And he was great, great interview, but he was asking me questions about that had been submitted from Twitter and a lot of young, I think, guys asking about stand up. And like, I go to these bar shows, they're all just comedians. They don't laugh. I. It's like, is what's the point of even doing this? Is there another way? Like, what should I do? And I just go, no, there's no other. That's the only fucking way, yeah. dude. You just. You or, gotta, or put your shit on online and try to grow. But like from there. But, getting good at stand up, yes. you need an you need a live audience, even if they're just jaded comedians who fucking hate you. And you need to talk into a microphone when you're nervous. You it's what you need to do. You know my my uh, advice for that is that even if it's shitty in the room, if you put some subtitles on it and maybe even oh, add, on, like on, you could still post it. you could still use it. Oh yeah, and most people watch things on mute anyway. Yeah. stand up clips if they have good subtitles. Um. I once, I've had to do things that I didn't want to do and I look back and I'm like, oh, why did I do that? And I don't want to promote it because it was so embarrassing. It was sexual. Kissed people I didn't want to kiss. One time I was in an acting class and they, there was an old man in the acting class who was probably in his 50s and all of us young girls were in our early 20s. We're in this acting class. There was a scene where we had to kiss him and we had to practice outside of class. All and of then you? come All of us, because he was the only guy in the class. And so he was doing the part of the guy oh. and we all had to do it with him and Separately, we were practicing together as girls over the weekend for this class that was coming up. And they were like, I can't believe we have to kiss him. I don't yeah. want to do this. And I was like, we don't have to do this. We are not doing it. And so I was the one on this class on Monday to go, we've decided that we don't want to kiss him for the scene. And it's nothing against you. It's just we don't think it's necessary. And the, the instructor who was this gay guy was like, oh, so if you have a role where you need to audition 
and this is the scene you're not going to kiss the actor and i go I'm not being paid for this. This isn't a real role. This is an acting class. Good I don't want to kiss Mark. And I was like, Mark, Mark this literally has nothing to do with you. He's so sad. And then I stood up because Mark's all the girls like, were like, we don't want to kiss him. And then guess who? Every one single kissed. one of them kissed them except me because I was the one that spoke up and had to stay true to it because I argued it was so awkward. And then they all gave in and I was the one that didn't kiss him and, and my instructor fucking hated me the rest of the time because I wasn't a true actress. And I'm like, no, not doing it. Dude, that's a wild story. How many girls were in the class? Probably six or seven. So Mark kissed six women. R- tens, too, dude. We we are dealing with, like, r- I mean, this is a class Paris Hilton has taken, Whitney Cummings. Like, it was the Leslie Kahn method, which is a great method. Who was your teacher, James Franco? Oh, it was just like, yeah. No, um, James Franco isn't uh, gay, I don't think. Oh, uh, no, but he was... He, or he wasn't he at the time. He definitely used these acting classes to <laughs> yes. coerce women to do yeah. shit for acting. Yes. It's like, I like that commercial for a mini driver. It's like, it didn't even have chocolate involved. Like, yeah. it was like to sell insurance. I've, you know I've, what I mean? Like, guys just, util- like, using. I wrote a scene once that my friend was like, we're shooting something tomorrow. Will you write a scene to shoot? And I was like, I kind of want to make out with a boy. So I wrote a scene where it was pertinent to what was going on in my life and there was going to be making out anyway. But I was like, who do I kind of want to make out with who I knew would be good in this? And I picked some, I will admit, I picked someone that I wanted to make out with. I've talked about this before. I know that's a slimy thing to say. I didn't know it was not a good thing to do. I, but you can't help that if you want to cast someone that actually you also would want to make out with. And Ben yes. Glebe and I had a fucking fun day of making out. Jesus Christ. How many great. girl actresses are Let's like, oh, Brad Pitt's in the movie? Okay, I want to fucking roll fucking around. Ben Affleck and Emily Rojowski. He put her in Gone Girl and then Ana de Armas. I think he had a hand in that casting. You just go, who do I want to fucking make out with and maybe yeah. sort of relationship with because we're going to be very intimate on set. Yeah, no one's no, like, no, oh, just is turned it, to Chris to seven over there. No 25-year-olds like, it's Anthony Hopkins? Let's get to Reddit. Is, is he ready? For these lips. This is your Reddit dump. <laughs> uh, Noah, you want to start us off? You found something. Yes. So uh, I think we had maybe like a hundred besties share this clip. Oh, um, yeah. And you told me don't to watch you. a clip of oh, this thing. Yes. And I didn't see it. I sent you it before real early on. So this is something that you talk about. I don't want to talk it up or anything. I just want you to just to watch. Okay. I already hate it. I would never watch this. If I saw a still image of this, I wouldn't watch it. No, this is wonderful. And I'm going to make you watch this. <sighs> okay, so no one gets hurt? No, no one gets hurt. No, Nobody gets hurt. This is actually a beautiful I'm thing. I'm already... I don't know if you'll be able to hear the audio, but No, no, matter. don't. Don't. It's okay, not ready? that kind of video. It really it's is. not that it's 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 I wonderful still, even and though I know people background. aren't getting hurt I still don't like it. Well, the besties asked for this. So Okay, okay. I'm, it's okay. Woo! Okay, it's it's fat men on diving boards. One guy. It's one guy. His name Whoa! is um and he's very yeah, good. Okay. okay, this guy's he not is, reckless, but I do not like the double jump. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the, so, the where you jump and then you have to jump again on it. That's the part okay. I don't like. So this Wah! is Zeke, Zeke Sanchez, who's a part of the East Valley Dive Club. Um, Luigi's not liking my Bobby. I I don't like it either. Okay. Luigi, come here, come back, come on. Oh okay, I'll stop sharing. That it. guy stop. is. First of all, I love that song so freaking much. It's the best. Um. Uh. Yeah. There is some. What is there it? must be what an ancestor it, thing of it was swim meets. Parents would get drunk after swim meets. Dads would try to show off, 
and there's something about the first jump, then the jump onto the board after the second jump to get the propulsion that even on trampolines when people do double jumps and spin in the air, I'm so worried they're going to fall back down and hit their head on the like springs on the side. Like I just don't like seeing people hurt. I just I hate But have it. you seen someone hit the no, back of their head? I did know seen, my yeah. my drunk uncle Michael once got drunk, drunk on my 10th birthday at the Blanford's house and they had a trampoline and he slammed his head into the bar on the side. Yeah. And I heard about it. Like I just, you know, the and news remember, got around Greg the party. Luganus, that was a big thing in our childhood. <gasps> oh, when yeah, he hit yeah, the yeah. back of his head. Yeah, so now I don't trust. Yes, I remember that too. I don't trust that's not going to happen to even the best person. And I just get worried of the board snapping and breaking. Like it just makes me, I don't know what it is. Something in my, I bet you it's historical. You know, like my ancestors, something, some trauma happened with that. But you'll do a backflip, which is surprising. Yeah, because I trust trauma. myself. Yeah. I, I do get worried on a double jump, though. I do get worried of, like, the, the running up and going boom, and then boom again. I usually just do a backflip from a standing position yes. into, the, into the water. Um, thank you for that, but also no thank you. No, that guy is very talented, and that song made it less uh, scary. Um, this is so cute, and I know people are not – it's not going to be as cute if you don't show the video. So I'll send that for later because that's a video, and I didn't send it to you, Noah. Okay, um – this is highly relatable. I sent it to my boyfriend this morning because he struggles with this and I wanted him to feel less alone. This is a tweet from, um, this is in the uh, subreddit, me IRL, me in real life. Um, this is from a tweet from Ashraf Rahman 3. Do you all introverts ever open a text and think, I'll reply when I have the energy and then it's three weeks and you have to live with the guilt of being a horrible friend? Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. All you have to do in that scenario is write back to the person that it's been three weeks for, three months, three years, and say, I've said this before, say, the fact that I haven't gotten back to you is a sign that I really care about you because I get back to people when it doesn't mean anything and I wait for the people that I want to get back to so much because I want to give it the effort that I can and the time I have. And I didn't ever have the time that I thought was adequate to write you back, so I just didn't. I hope you relate to this, but also I hope you don't because it's my constant struggle. I'm so embarrassed I love you and can we talk, can we act like this never happened and I'll try again and I'll probably do it again, but I promise you it is not about you. It is all me. I have a me. question. Yes. Because I relate to this so much. Yes. What if it's someone that you're not so close with that you would, that I, I would that feel so comfortable. That you can't say so that to without lying. Well, that I'd feel so comfortable sharing something so personal because that is Get a over personal it. <laughs> I, that's what I would say because what what I would say is that I get that I get what you're saying of like that sounds too that's too much here's a way to say it to someone who maybe is um for instance I owe um this executive at HBO a return email we've gotten we became friends I pitched something to her and then we became friends afterwards writing back emails she wrote me and I have not read it because I just wanted to give it enough time she's not someone that I feel comfortable going like oh this is an issue I deal with but I would still write back. I don't yes. care who it is. I would still would write back. Nina, I'm so embarrassed I haven't written back yet. Please know that it is because I wanted to write back something that was I knew would take me a substantial amount of time because I care about getting back to you. But the time never, I never got enough time to, it got, you know what I say? I go, this, uh, the fact that I haven't gotten back to you is a classic example of when, and because everyone relates to this, 
you see an email that you're like, oh my God, I got to get back to that, but it's going to take me longer than a minute. So then you let it, so I let it sit. Then of course, email stack on top of it. And although subconsciously I knew that your email was there, I put it out of sight, out of mind, because that's how my brain deals with things uh, that are, that I really care about. about. And uh, I'm so sorry. I hope you understand. Um, but here's my response. People love honesty. Yeah. Anyone who you might feel like I can't be that honest with, when you break that barrier of sharing something that's a little bit personal, a little bit embarrassing, a little bit, you know, um, just vulnerable about yourself, people eat it up. It's rare that you find someone that goes, yuck. If anything, they just won't respond to it. But I'll guarantee you it'll make them feel a little seen and a little better. This is actually perfect foray into my next video. And I'm just going to play the clip of it because although I didn't send the video to you, Noah, the audio is all you need. Um, this is from TikTok Cringe, which also uh, the subreddit TikTok Cringe, I've realized it's just TikToks that people like. It is not even about cringe, but it's just a good subreddit for all TikToks. And the um, caption is nobody cares. And this is a TikTok that went viral. And it, you know on TikTok sometimes people do a, a, a prompt and then ask people to respond to it. This one was a girl asking this. And then these are all men answering. So a girl asks a question, men answer. And the, the headline is, nobody cares with a smiley face without a mouth. You know that emoji. Who do you call when you were at your lowest? Who is that one person? Nobody. I'm a man. No one cares. Not a single soul. Nobody. No one. And at first I thought it was a joke because the music's so saccharine and I thought guys were just like being like, I thought it was just going to make fun of these guys, but it just goes on and on and on with guys being like, no one, no one cares when a guy feels sad and alone. It made me so sad. And then I get into reading the comments and I thought people would go... This is overdrawn. This is overdone. It made me so sad because the comments are all about um, normalizing talking about your feelings between men. Um, you know, and then it's just my homies, my dad, my brother. There's someone that like kind of shares something, but most of the comments are pretty, pretty sad how we got here, man. Fuck this. Men aren't real men if they have emotions. Bullshit. Toxic masculinity is a hell of a drug. Um, toxic masculinity got shit done for a very, very long time. It got passed down from generation to generation as a way to get shit done. We're the first generation to acknowledge its toxicity. We're still not entirely sure how to function without it. Until then, I'll run miles and do push-ups until I figure out how to cope. What, you are an emotional man, Andrew. We've heard you call Ari and say I love you, and Ari easily said I love you back, not thinking it was a prank even. Um, he thought you might be taking your own life, but he was open to it, didn't shame you. Do you think do you think this is a uh, as big of a problem as this? Yeah, I think I think a lot of times men complaining gets pushed off as oh, just fucking man up. You hear that a lot. Just fucking man up, dude. Stop being a pussy and man up. Yeah. How are you complaining about fucking? You know, and it could be the smaller it is, the more they'll be like man up. Yeah. So oh, your mom died. Man up. No, no. But yeah. So I think what happened was yeah. It's almost like it has to be your mom died to get any fucking sympathy. Yeah, it like has to be something extreme. can't be upset about, like, I just feel lonely. Yes. Uh, or I just, you know, women, we can be, there's a stand-up clip I saw where a guy was like, women can just be crazy, and we let it happen, and men, like, you, you can't be a man that's like, um, these are my crystals. <laughs> like, yeah. It was a really good bit. It got a, a, a little <laughs> weird at the end, but, like, I thought it was a good point. 
I think, I don't know, a lot of it just has to do with getting older and maturing. There's some friends that I never would have went to that I go to now. Yeah. That And we're like, I don't know, it's weird. Like, my buddy Rusty, like, we'll talk about, you know, relationship stuff and we'll send each other different articles or bo- where I would never have gone to Rusty before in my 20s or especially as a teenager and been like, hey, man, I'm having a hard time with my parents' divorce. You know, like, it just wouldn't have come up. You just, it would feel so, so I get that. I Hopefully you grow out of that and you find a friend that is as emotional as you. And you open yourself up to like a different friend group. I think yeah. that helps. I think that the a, a thing that I, I think we need to rebrand being emotional as being, doing the hard thing because it's really yeah. hard for men to be emotional. It's harder than a CrossFit class, you know, like, and, and men want to do difficult things to prove their manliness. Like if we brand being emotional as like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. That is so impressive because it does come easy to us women. Yeah. Easier. We don't get impressed by men who share their feelings. We're like, finally, because we don't relate to being told constantly that our feelings don't matter, that we shouldn't have them. So we judge men like, just be, just be sad, cry, and like, it's. I see in in my own relationships with men when they do share fit things, they feel incredibly emasculated, incredibly unsexy. Like it's, they feel like, you know, quote unquote, gay. You know, like it's so it, it it makes them feel like women and it just isn't a gender thing. It's just uh, everyone has feelings. And I I don't know. I just get so horny for men who are mm. emotional. And I think it's changing. I think if we brand men being emotional as hot and if we keep perpetuating that, it will get through because we're all motivated it, by what's going to make us likable and fuckable. Is it emotional or is it more communicative? Yeah, communicative about feelings. I mean, when I heard my boyfriend say about, in, you know, therapy, that it was the first time he had ever said his thoughts, some of his thoughts, these thoughts that he's been having out loud, like mm. said them audibly. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. I've never had a thought I didn't say out loud. I've never kept anything in. There is something so important about not your mind is a fucking mess, dude. Like your thoughts are going a thousand miles a second. They're all over the place. They're, they look like a Picasso painting. There's no sense in there. When you are forced to verbalize your feelings or write them down, you are able to release them, make sense of them. It's, it's, it's very underrated just talking what you're thinking. And when I heard Chris say that it was the first time he had ever done that, man, he's not alone. I, uh, he, he was like, it actually really helps to like say these things that I think about when I'm on my bike or when I'm, you know, on the treadmill, you know, driving. I've never said them out loud. I've thought them. I just didn't know I needed to. Yeah. A lot of times you don't know how to verbalize it or you're afraid to verbalize it because it could come off so dark and angry or because be you've been holding you. on to these things so long. Oh, you don't know. It might spin out of control. Yeah. And you just, you just, you're afraid of your own thoughts. Oh, I, I relate to that. And so you need to go to therapy because that's a or safe a place to say something or yeah. Dude, therapy's so great. You see so many TikToks where it's like, guys, um, well, you know, final thought. (laughs) I don't know if you want me to say final thought. um, Where guys will go, she left me, and now look at my body, and like that's where it goes. Instead of like having one honest conversation, it's seven months of working out, (laughs) and then you learn that your pecs aren't going to help your brain. 
What do you do if you're a man out there who I'm sure that there are men are like, yeah, okay, I'm willing to talk, but who do I talk to? I can't afford, let's say you can't afford therapy. What if you just want a friend to be able to confide in? Well, if you listen to his pod, I'm a guy that's open. Send Man, me, you can send me a message and I'll fucking He'll read never it. look and see what you look like. Yeah, never, just, we don't, when people send us messages that are heartfelt and all these things, we some I don't connect a lot of the girls that I DM with regularly that are besties. Like they'll just send me things that are funny or just comment about yeah. something that happened in their day. And you know, sometimes I get back to them, sometimes I don't. It's always about if I'm busy or not, or if you know my phone's in my hand. I meet them at these shows, and I go, "You're the girl that like I don't I didn't look into what you look like. I'm not like judging you. Mm-hmm. You just get the information. It's such a great way to communicate and. Um, yeah, that's a really nice offer. If you're yeah, a guy I mean, out there had, that has some feelings, write Andrew a paragraph. He will. Yeah, I've had people like write me about, you know, uh, giving up drinking, getting on antidepressants, getting off antidepressants. Having a, having a girl who talks over you constantly and belittles you on a podcast for yeah. the first two years. Look. It, oh, wait, one year. No, well. <laughs> the other day you said at a meet and greet, you were like, someone gave you some attitude and you're like, just because she treats yeah, me yeah, like yeah. shit doesn't mean you do. Yeah. And I was like. Do I still treat you like shit? I mean, like sometimes it's a it's joke worse. that I, know, I mean I, and it's honest. But I used to be way worse. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, right? yeah, for sure. I've made an effort. I've to be and kinder. I've made an effort to like, like I acknowledge ev- everything and like I'm not I give, perfect though. Yes. No, no one is, dude. And I've whatever. It, it, but I just I, wanted to make you know sure what it I wasn't hate. So... I hate when people they'll you know what happens is is like you hear this this podcast with us, which is an hour long. And Some they'll days. be on good days. Yeah, yeah. Which, <laughs> and then other days it's an hour and fifty minutes, and we yeah. never get to the news. <laughs> but you have an idea of what our relationship and friendship is, and we're very open about. But what they don't see is like the other twenty three hours where you're way worse. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a stupid joke. But like where you're way where it's honestly like some of the we have some of the best times. Yeah. Ever and there's like. There's no like above and be. Like, We're not trying to like zing each other constantly. Yeah, it's just like, and so yeah. I don't know. And this sounds like I'm like a like a victim being like, no, you don't get it. No, but seriously, like, there's like there's a beauty to our friendship that I think sometimes gets lost. Yeah. And like comebacks or like or like little things you see, and then they stick to those things, and it's like you're not. Yes. Fucking. There's truth. There's some truth. To it. it isn't a, a significant hour of our lives. And we are very honest on here, but it, it is heightened. It yes. is not a complete representation of us, but uh, it is the most honest one that I have put out there. For sure. Uh, aside from the reality show, I have to do. I have to say I watched. Have you watched the third episode? I haven't seen the third episode. Um, yes. You're really funny in it. You have a really good. Uh, you have some really good lines. And it's when we're antique or. Uh, Vintage clothing oh, shopping. Yeah. It's really funny. And you have some really good lines elsewhere. I forgot them now, but they were really, really funny. I was going to watch tonight with Brenna. Actually. And there's a there's a part of the we, the part where we are just disgusted touching each other's feet. There's the part where we're doing the podcast and you ask me if, oh, you say a really funny thing. Uh, you're asking me about like, uh, if the, in the metaverse, will I age? Like if, because I'm talking about in the future, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh, we're gonna be. It's water world. It's like you know, there's. I'm gonna be living. I forget what I said. I said something very dark, and you were like, in the metaverse, are you gonna like, are you gonna be 47 in the? Because I go in 10 years, I'm gonna be 47. <laughs> you go in the metaverse, are you gonna be 47? I go, God no. But that was a really funny line <laughs> from you. And um, but I like really had like a hard time with the show last night because I watched it and then it went right to Summer House afterwards on my like 
well, I was watching it on, mm-hmm. I guess, YouTube TV, and mm-hmm. I just knew that I needed to watch Summer House afterwards. And boy, those girls are really pretty, and they look good in almost every scene. And I, you know, prided myself on not trying to look good in every scene. I just did not wear that much makeup. I kind of phoned it in. And there are scenes where I'm like, I don't know, I was just having a bad... Um, yeah. Because I'm like, I'm older than that now. <laughs> like, I look old in that scene and nothing's gotten better. And just having like, why does my hair look like an old witch's? Like, just having a, a lot of, or being like, why did you not say something funny there? Like, there was an opportunity. I could tell for so much of it, I was so tired and maybe in a bad mood. And I was trying not to come across as a bitch. But some scenes I'm like, you were such a fucking bitch. Like, all your little face. That, like, it's interesting to watch yourself and go, yikes. I mean, I I need to be better again, though, leaning into that over leaning into this fake facade that you're showing the people your best possible self. Yeah, I I would lean into the dirty, the ugly. I have plans for second season. I want more. No, I want more. (laughs) Our show right now is towing the line of like half like bubbly and just like fun and like very reality show and then half like whoa she looks like shit in the scene like this is real it looks like almost intervention like i want it to be more real i want to have yeah. more like drama because there was drama going on at the time of like getting into like just being like exhausted and being like i don't want to be here today and like i just want a little bit more of that side of myself because it looks like i'm just like sometimes in scenes i look like i need to cry and it's like just let it out girl like it's yes. okay but yeah sometimes the scene was like no you're talking about your sister's party like it's not a time for you to cry and i'm like yes i want to though like i want you know when you're making a show you're really just like fi- trying to figure out along the way what is this what's the tone you have no idea what it's going to look like and i think Second season, I have a goal to make it a little bit more like what is actually going on right now. Don't try to, don't try to keep this in. Be Us, a man. Yeah. Share your feelings. Yeah, man up and cry like a bitch. Oh, that's the, that's the new. That's a pretty good line, actually. Man up and cry like a bitch. That's a good shirt for you. Um, yeah. So I say Men's this is what house. we do. We find a house. We all <laughs> no, but like I would love to do that. I feel like though, like and I need our to start show again for entertainment. Yes, purposes. you got to drink. You got to fight. You got to date other people. Yes. And we got to fucking stab a guy. I got to, yeah, I got to. And you got to look really good in Balenciaga while doing it or whatever. Yeah, I got to get a car accident and then wake up after I died. We need drama. In Peru. I need to meet Tyler Henry, bring him on for an episode. God damn it, I want a second season. Please, fuck, will you watch my show? It's not because, I'm not asking this because the ratings are bad. They're actually really good, but they need to be like undeniably good in TV now. So if you are out there and could watch or encourage your friends to watch, you know, after the premiere, numbers start to dwindle because premieres like gets has the most push and now the press is dying down. I'd love if you did an extra push for your friends out there to watch the show. Thank you so much. Um, don't be care. Great episode. A lot accomplished today. I'm about to go to couples therapy. I'm very excited for it. Oh boy. This was a good little uh, amuse, amuse bouche for that. Got my feelings coming out already. I'm bleeding. I was actually, I didn't know if you went yet. I'm kind of excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to go too. I love couples therapy. It's so good. Okay. Uh, don't be care. And Jack. Jack. Couple therapy. No, no. I've given up. I think I'm I think I'm giving up, up, man. All right. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results, made just for women. 
From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in L.A. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.